Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Welcome to day 19 of the Ramadan series on emotions. Today we're looking at the 18th emotion in the book, a handbook of spiritual medicine. So, bismillah, in alhamdulillah, in ahmiduhu, in astainuhu, in astaghfiruhu, when I was a belay, in shururi, and fusina, women say, ati amalina, when yahdilahu, fala mudilahu, woman yudlil fala hadiallah. واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله الحمد لله indeed all praises due to Allah we praise him and seek his help and forgiveness we seek refuge in Allah from our souls evils and our wrongdoings he whom Allah guides no one can misguide and he whom he misguides no one can guide so bismillah like always i will start with readings from the book, and then follow on with my reflection. So this is the 18th emotion. Can't believe we're already two-thirds in. And now the emotion is miser- miserliness. Miserliness or bukhul is when one refuses to give what is required by sacred law. So the necessary rights due to Allah and to his creation, or denies the merits of giving in general. This is usually as a result of a love for the wealth of this world, for its own sake, and the dunya, which weakens the bond of love with Allah. The Messenger of Allah exhorted, save yourself from miserliness, for it has destroyed nations before you. And the Prophet also said, there are two habits which are never present in a believer miserliness and bad manners so this just highlights how important it is for us to not be from the bakhil like from those who don't give and also to not have bad manners so some signs and symptoms of this miserliness is that you withhold charity so you're reluctant to pay charity to the needy you pay less than the obligatory zakat or you even try to find ways of avoiding giving money to those who need the money. Another symptom is you give inferior charity. So when you need to give, you give the least that you can. You spend the least amount of money. You spend the minimum, even if it's for your own family or children. And you might spend from the least of what you possess and you give away charity that's not of the greatest quality or it's inferior. So, for example, sometimes when we want to donate clothes, we just donate it and we don't care about how it looks. So it might have a stain here or there and it's just like, ah, it's fine, it's going to charity. It will. It, they need that clothes, but we need to give the best of what we can. Not the one, not like clothes that is dirty. At least put it in the wash and get it cleaned and then donate it. Or recycle it if it's too dirty or just not wearable. <laughs> Another symptom is when fulfilling others' rights. So you create difficulty over trivial matters, you just create difficulty without like a reasonable justification. So for example, if you loan someone money, you become very demanding and unbearable when you want that money back, and even though that person might still be in hardship. Another sign and symptom is living an impoverished life. So you might have like millions in the bank, but you live such a grim life 
and it's just because you feel discomfort in spending money or you're worried about poverty. And that brings us on to the next symptom, which is anxiety and fear of poverty. So you just hoard, hoard, hoard all the wealth that you have and just because you have this fear of poverty and you're never relieved of this anxiety because you're constantly worried about the money that you have. And even at the time of your death, you're like, I should have spent that money or no, what's going to happen to all my money? Another symptom is that you fail to bestow prayers upon the Prophet so you, when the Prophet's name is mentioned, you don't say the Sallallahu so you don't bestow prayers on him. And the Prophet Sallallahu said, The Maiji person is the one who does not bestow prayers upon me when I am mentioned in his presence. So some treatments for this Maiji-ness is, first one is to realize that it's all temporary. This wealth that you have, it's temporary. And you for some people they've only been able to achieve this wealth by exhausting themselves by working so long and after 20 30 years they're like why did i tire myself why did i work so hard and for what for money like it will disappear it's not going to join us on our deathbed and so we realize that when death takes us our wealth is going to stay behind and so our main priority should be spending this money that we have for the pleasure of Allah, for the sake of Allah. And another treatment is to have bad opinion and misers. So you understand that people don't like people who are scream scringy, who don't like to spend money. And people tend to not like those people. So you don't want to be of those people. And the Prophet said, a miser is far from Allah, far from Jannah, far from the people and close to the fire. So it's an important reminder that we should be spending money when we can because we want to be close to Allah, we want to be close to Jannah, we want to be close to people, and we want to be far away from the fire. Another treatment is to bestow prayers upon the Messenger of Allah. So it's important to just bestow prayers anytime you hear the name of Allah and you just you remind yourself of his generosity that on the day of judgment He's the one who's going to intercede on our behalf. And the Prophet ﷺ said, If anyone involves blessings on me once, Allah will bless them ten times. Another treatment is to spend on your family. So you understand that Allah advises you to be kind to the people in your home first, and then to your larger circle. And you should be pleased when you spend money on your family, your friends, just anyone in general, because you're you're worshipping worshiping Allah and you're fulfilling a duty and obligation and you're going to gain a reward from performing these good deeds. And the Prophet ﷺ said, What a Muslim spends on his family for seeking the pleasure of Allah is also counted as charity. So anytime you buy like the groceries for your family, you fill up the car with gas, you make someone a drink, these are all forms of charity and until you'll be rewarded for it. Another treatment is flexible loans. So if you have the ability to give people large amounts of money, you are flexible with that. So you understand that that person needed that money and when they can pay it back, they can pay it back. But don't be so hard on them. And there's a hadith where um, a wealthy man who would instruct his servants when collecting money on his behalf 
Basically, the man used to give loans to people, and he used to say to his servant, If a debtor is poor, forgive him, so that Allah may forgive us. So when he met Allah, after his death, Allah forgave him. So when you're collecting money owed to you, understand that the person might still be in a tough circumstance. So forgive them and wait a, a bit longer to get your money back. And if you don't get it back in this life, Toby, you'll be rewarded for it in the next, inshallah. Another treatment is to give to the needy. So by giving zakat, you're fulfilling your obligation and you're purifying yourself with fiskitilness. And it helps you purify your soul and it helps you remove these negative characteristics and it removes this miseryliness, this bukhut from you. And then one other treatment is to give to the needy as well, but in terms of understanding what a privilege it is. That Allah has blessed you with this money and you should be able to give it in ways that help people. And so it's a charity as well. And when you do give to the needy, humble yourself and smile and treat them like a person because they are human after all and don't think you're superior to them. And give away what you love because it will help purify your heart and go above and beyond if you can. And the last treatment is to fulfill the rights of others. So make things easier for your neighbors, your friends, your relatives, the needy, if you're hosting guests and someone spills something or if you own a shop and someone breaks something, don't be angry or scold them, just allow them to feel calm and not anxious and just forgive them for them. Because generosity is one of the highest virtues of Islam and one of the manifest qualities of the Prophet because he was one of the most generous of people. And the exception of miserliness is when giving in moderation. So always, always remember to give in moderation. It's always in the middle. So don't be too, like, too miserly. Also, don't be too extravagant. Israf. That was one of the emotions we went through as well. So give freely, but you should also understand when it's the right time to give, if it's the right place, if it's the right person sometimes, or the right cause. So these are important things to also think about. Now, for that was the book. So as Muslims, one of our pillars of Islam is zakah, a charity that we need to give to those who need it, if we're able to. And there's also obligations that men have on their wives and their children. And so this emotion is related to love of this world, dunya, which is emotion emotion we discussed previously as well. And sometimes because we love this world, we become attached to worldly things and money is included. And so we'll find that we're sparse or when it comes to spending our wealth and our blessings to those who need it. Now for verses we have Surah Al-Baqarah, verse 267. O believers, donate from the best of what you have earned and of what we have produced for you from the earth. 
Do not pick out worthless things for donation, which you yourselves would only accept with closed eyes. Know that Allah is self-sufficient and praiseworthy. So again, this is a beautiful reminder that when we're donating, when we're giving things, we're freeing ourselves from greed and miserliness, but also that we shouldn't just pick out whatever and pick out things that we would only accept if we had like our eyes closed so we couldn't see the quality of the items. It's literally mentioned in the Quran, you know, we need to give what's best, what we would accept with our eyes open. Then we have from Surah Al-Amran, verse 92. You will never achieve righteousness until you donate some of what you cherish. And whatever you give is certainly well known to Allah. So again, this is a beautiful thing that if we want to achieve righteousness, we should donate things that we love. Because sometimes we need to give up things we love, to donate what we love, to remind us that we shouldn't be attached to worldly things, and that Allah will give us far greater, inshallah. And then another verse in Surah Al-Amran is verse 180. <laughs> And do not let those who greedily withhold Allah's bounties think it's good for them. In fact, it's bad for them. They will be leashed by their necks on the day of judgment with whatever wealth they used to withhold. And Allah is the sole inheritor of the heavens and the earth. And Allah is all aware of what you do. So again, this is a stark reminder that we should spend what we have been asked of us and if we can spend more then do that because the punishment for miserliness the punishment for just choosing to be greedy or choosing or fearing poverty so not giving any of our wealth it's mentioned here in this verse and it's scary and so if Allah has blessed us with wealth we should use it to pay our zakahs to give to those who need it and just give when we can now with the names of Allah, we have Al-Kareem, the generous. So we can call upon this name, we can reflect on this name by understanding that just as Allah is Al-Kareem, the most generous, we would love for him to be generous with us. So we should practice generosity and be generous to those around us. And also Ar-Razak, the provider. Just a reminder that we shouldn't fear poverty because Allah is the one who provides for us. He has given us all these blessings. And so we shouldn't have this fear of poverty or worry or greed we should understand that he says blessings from Allah and he will provide for us from means that we can only imagine now for the dua bismillah Allahumma inni a'udhika min al-hamni wal-hazmi wal-ajdi wal-kasal wal-bukhli wal-juban wal-dal-ilbain wal-qalabat al-rijal oh Allah I seek refuge with you from anxiety and sorrow and weakness and laziness and miseryliness and cowardice and the burden of debts, and from being overpowered by men. Ya Allah, protect us from this disease of the heart, this miseryness, this bukhul. If you've granted us much wealth, then allow us to use it for your good. And even if you've only granted us little wealth, allow us to do good with it, Ya Allah. I mean, as always, anything I said is a reminder to myself, first and foremost, anything incorrect is from myself. And all of it is from Allah, so forgive me for my shortcomings. Subhanakallahumma bihamdika ashhadu an la ilaha illa ant astaghfiruka wa atubu alayk. 
glories to you, O Allah, and praises to you. I bear witness that there is none worthy of worship but you. I seek your forgiveness and repent to you. May Allah accept your prosper today. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu.